With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Matrix discussion group call for tactical sovereignty. Uh, this, of course, as always, is Brian Parker. Um, I believe the co-host Keith is with us this evening. Uh, tonight, I have uh, Robert on with us still. And um, Robert is... You know, we're go- we're going to go over some things that um, we've discovered, and some things that we are working on now. And uh, to me, this is something not very minor. It's something that is actually hopefully going to be simple enough that it can assist anybody who wants to make use of it. Um, and like I always say, this is Sunday, the first day of the week, not the seventh, not the Sabbath. Just one more thing on a long plethora of issues that we've been deceived on. Anyway, I'm going to step back from the mic and turn this over to Robert. How are you doing this evening, brother? I'm doing well, man. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me on, man. It's a pleasure working with you. Um, a lot of people out there know me as Robert Michael, and then uh, new people know me as John Vincent Fowler on Facebook. Uh, so why do I have two names? I think I should clear that up first is because, you know, I've been in this community for quite some time now and, uh, there's a lot of stuff, uh, when you pull up my name on the, on the internet. So I decided when I got off Facebook that when I came back on, I was just going to use a different name and it just helps to keep all, all the names from linking up when somebody starts trying to do background stuff on me. Um, if they're strictly looking at Facebook. So anyway, so those of you that uh, want to hear John, I am also John. <laughs> uh, so anyway, glad we cleared that up. And um, Brian, uh, it's it's been a, a pleasure, man, to talk with you and, and know you over these past few years because I always felt like you and I kind of have uh, agreed on similar points, uh, may have had some disagreements here and there on different things, but we've come to realize the same thing, which is, you know, the system itself and where it gets its authority and uh, where it loses its authority. And, you know, there's so much confusion out there, especially now with people just waking up, like with all the COVID stuff and all that's waking a lot of people up and they're, they're coming in and I see all these people chasing the UCC trail and the secured party creditors and the, you know, doing their GSA bonds and trying to figure all this out, going into court, you know, court process and or throwing up statutes and read this and look what this one says here. And, you know, and my, the flagship that I've always uh, built my stuff on was jurisdiction. And I've been saying this for 10 years, you know, that they don't have any jurisdiction unless you give it to them. And the government has a specific jurisdiction and they can't go in to where they can't go out of, I should say, that jurisdiction. They need to bring you into it. And they do that by way of the straw man, which many of us are aware of, the fictional you that's created uh, after birth and, and given an account. And there's many facets to that. So a lot of us get, you know, sidetracked on, on those rabbit trails, right? Like, oh, the straw man's created. There's a trust account. It's a Sesta Key V, Sesta Key V Act of 1666. And there's all this research, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, there are some basic principles to how all of this really works. And I say that from 10 years of going through it and going into, well, actually going in and out of courts um, and realizing that we don't even have to go to court. If you really know who you are, you really know what you're doing and you're being attacked, you know how to handle yourself from the start and you know how to finish the whole thing without ever even stepping foot in a courtroom. You you should never actually have to step foot in a courtroom if you really know, you know, uh, who you are. So I think that's a a big thing um, for many people to understand. They think they know who they are, but they don't really know who they are. So I say all this to bring it around to what you and I have been talking about recently and what we're working on, um, because I've helped a lot of people over the years. And 
with with great success, some with not great success, you know, all experimentation and stuff. And, you know, there was always the question of, well, why did this particular thing work this time, but not that time? Why did this particular thing work, you know, uh, three times and, and then it didn't work? So I've always been on the search to figure out what that's all about. And I've come to realize by what I started doing was process of elimination. You know, well, something didn't work. Let me take something out. Bam. Okay. Now it worked again and that piece wasn't there. So obviously that's not necessary. Next thing, you know, we do it again and again. And I've gotten it to the point where it's like, it works almost every time. Um, and it's getting stronger. And that's what I think you and I were, were pretty much talking about. How do we do this in a mass sense? Because not everybody's going to be savvy enough. Number one, uh, to retain their rights, right? Because we all have rights. We just gave them up for privileges. So we want to retain those. We want to regain them. We want to retain them. But a lot of people, they, they either don't know how to write paperwork, they're not, they don't have good writing skills, um, or they don't understand the language enough. You know, there's, there's variables across the board, and it's not that anybody's inadequate. It's just who we are as people. So I kept thinking, how do we really but you know come together form a group and like really stand behind each other so that people don't have to go up against the system all on their own you know and i've developed basic protocols that have worked over and over and over for keeping yourself detached from the entity and the system so basically uh what brian has brought me on here for is because we're working on a, a much larger picture here that we're going to invite everybody and anybody to be a part of. Uh, we realize that it's probably not going to be for everybody. Uh, a lot of people probably won't want to be involved, but many, many people probably will be. So um, with that said, um, I think that it would behoove us not to let all the details out. So if you're wondering what it is and what we're talking about, we're probably not going to be letting all the details out because that's not smart to do when you have eyes on you everywhere. I mean, I've had eyes on me for years, you know, and a lot of times I go quiet because I know the more quiet I go and the more I don't get out there and shout it from the rooftops, the harder it is for them to really gauge, all right, what's he doing now, you know? Um, so to give a little background, uh, back in 2013, I was with a group called the Divine Province with uh, Jim McBride, and we did some really powerful stuff. A lot of people poo-pooed it, but I'll tell you what, I don't believe in coincidences, and the things that were happening between us and the Vatican were pretty damn significant, and I was visited plenty of times and told some really interesting stuff, and uh, there were some scary moments, I'll tell you that, but I know from that point forward, I've been watched, and that's okay. Um, obviously, I'm not... Uh, crossing the line because I'm still here and I haven't, uh, you know, crossed that line of going into their realm, their kingdom, and trying to change their kingdom. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to inhabit the kingdom, the real kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven, right? God's kingdom. We're heirs to that. And I want to say to everyone that's out there trying to figure things out, you know, the whole entire system you're up against is predicated on the bible whether you're christian buddhist new age doesn't matter the system is predicated on that so it behooves us to understand that book because it tells us where to go it tells us what to do and i know brian you and i have had conversations and you can see things fitting scripture very you know easily i mean it's like you can once you start seeing scripture you know this is exactly how things are working so that law is superior to all of their law. However, when we go into that system, we get caught up because we want to argue. We want to fight. We want to go in and tell them we have rights. We want to tell them that uh, we, we want to show them that we're better at their business than they are. Well, that's never going to happen. And, and I say that, you know, uh, with humility because I've done it. I've been there. I've tried. I've seen the best of the best, man, in, in their system. Uh, some of these guys that have figured it out so well, and they still get hammered on, you know, because when you're using Caesar's law, Caesar could do whatever he wants with you and his law. He could change it at any time because it's all fiction. So the only law that's real is the law in the Bible. That's it. 
you know, to, to them in their world and quite honestly to us too, but to them, you know, that's the only thing that, that they do respect. And that's why they're trying to destroy it. Now, they may not respect it out in the open public, but when you're private, that changes the whole ball game. It changes things big time. And you have to respect their kingdom, which means you don't go out there and blow it out all over the place. You know, some of the guys that have had the most powerful stuff are the ones that get arrested. They're the ones that you see go to jail, right? I mean, I, it happened to me. You know, I, I know that when you have something that they know is really powerful, they're going to try to disrupt. They're going to infiltrate your groups. They're going to disrupt it. That's what's important for us not to get into. We don't want to get into one man being some sort of leader of a group or anything like that. And, and Brian and I have had discussions about this. You know, it's got to come from all of us. If it doesn't come from all of us, then it's, it's futile because it can't be one man. There's many of us out there that are called to this. Uh, we all have our different ideas about it. But if we can get on the same page and realize that there's really one way through the door, we'll be much better off. So I think that I, – I, I don't know if that's more confusing for people or leaves them in the, in the dark, but um, that's about as best as I can kind of, kind of throw it out there right now. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Brian? Um, not really. I mean, it's um, – if people would really pay attention – we may not be laying out details here right now, but if people really pay attention and, and – um, I, I don't know. I want to say use your creativity or whatever, but you should be able to comprehend what's happening. Um, you know, there's two main things that I came to realize. Um, number one, you've got to look. If you want to know who rules you, of course, we know it's often said, well, look at who you can't talk about. Okay. And when you look at who you can't talk about, um, look at what they've tried to distort people's vision of the most and that would really be uh, regarding religion and we have to realize that so much of what's in there is so factual that it's mind-blowing when you learn how factual it is um, and we have to realize like I said you have to realize two things two things at least that I realized number one we know who was cast to earth all right we know whose kingdom this is. He offered it to Yeshua. Did Yeshua say, no, this isn't He didn't argue with him about it. He didn't deny that it was his kingdom. He just denied to bow a knee to him. And at the same time, um, what did that entity say? He said he was going to become like God. He didn't say he was going to become greater than him. <laughs> he said he was going to become like him. That, to me, speaks a mouthful, because this mm -hmm. being his kingdom and looking at this kingdom and how it's run today, it all mirrors the law of the creator. Now, the law of man, like Robert said, it's ever-changing. You never know. You know, you could present things to him 100% spot on, but guess what? It's their law, and they can decide whether they want to observe it or not at the end of the day. That's just the way it is. However, the law of the creator, well, what have we been told over and over again? He's never changing. He's always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Oh, gosh. Sounds like that system's a whole heck of a lot easier to deal with to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> so, and, you know, if, we go, if you go back into history and look at scripture, if you look at it as nothing more than a history book. You go back to Samuel and go back to when the people wanted a king. They wanted a guy sitting up on a throne like all the other nations had. They wanted to be the same as everybody else. Look today. It's the same exact way today. Everybody wants what the Joneses have. Everybody wants what the neighbors got. They want to be, in fact, whatever they've got, they want the same thing, only the newest model, a better model of it, you know? And that's what the people back then wanted. They want an earthly king. They, they wanted to be able, to, I think, to upstage, you know, their neighbors, even though they knew they already had that power. And, uh, and what the creator told him, said, hey, listen. He said, 
if you want another king, that's fine. I'll give you one. But here's what's going to happen. Your sons are going to be carted off to war and killed. Your daughters are become maids, maidservants. The, the crops of your field will no longer be your crops anymore. They will go to the table of the king. You will get the scraps. Is this what you want? And they still said, yes, we want a king. And that's what he gave them. And, and also he told me, yeah, I'll give it to you, but you're not going to like what you get is really what he was saying as well, which did happen. Um, Saul and David weren't the nicest people, believe it or not, that you would want to meet. And now at the same time, when that happened, did the creator at the same time close the door to his kingdom, to his people? Absolutely not. If anything else has happened, he's even opened it up. He's even opened the gates wider for people. It's still there. The kingdom is still there. It's up to us. Do we want to follow a man's kingdom or do we want to follow the kingdom of the creator? Because the kingdom of the creator is observed by today's realm. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or not, Robert. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that because some of the most powerful stuff I've done in the past, and I even abandoned it for a while and had to go back to it, uh, was when I wrote paperwork that strictly used maxims of law, God's law, and no statutes and no codes. You know, And that's when I was doing my most powerful work. And it wasn't until I came back to that that it started off flowing again and um you know things were happening that you wouldn't believe like i had a woman who uh she was a and i'll get into a little storytelling here just to give examples i had a woman that was a security guard her house was foreclosed on her and her husband went back in after they changed the locks so they arrested them for um breaking and entering so they asked me to go to court as their counsel right so i did i brought a jury with me okay because their court if you look up the definition of court in black's law fourth uh, dictionary, you'll see that there's an international definition, uh, international law. And in international law, a court is a person in suit of the sovereign. Okay. So if you look up court in Black's Law Fourth, that's what it says. It's a person in suit of the sovereign, right? So if, if we were all kings and queens on this land, uh, as they said, you know, sovereigns on this land, which I don't like to get into anymore these days, but back then this was my thinking. Um, then, uh, you know, we are the court. So my friend was the court. So we brought a jury. We brought 12 people. That was our witnesses. And they were all alive. So we went into this court and, uh, you know, the judge left the bench about three times and couldn't figure out how the hell to get us out of there. Um, tried to have me arrested. Couldn't do that. I stopped them very easily. Um, so anyway, we went through that. They weren't charged or anything. Then all of a sudden she gets a notice from the state police that, oh, by the way, you know, we see that you were um, called into court for a criminal charge. We need, we need your gun back, right? We need to yank your permit. So I wrote a letter uh, as her counsel saying, um, no, sorry. She has a workman is worthy of her hire. You guys are a corporate legal fiction. Here's your Dun & Bradstreet number. And, uh, and that's the only thing I cited was a workman's worthy of his hire, the legal maxim. And I said, if you take her gun permit, what you're doing is you're taking her right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, which comes from God. She, that, that right cannot be taken away. She's got a right from God to feed God's children, which are, who came through her body. And I laid all this out like this in this letter. She's never heard from them again. That was 2013. She's never heard a word from them again. She still has her security job and still has her gun. You know, so when you're talking about guns, I mean, that's, a, that's one thing they're not really going to easily budge on. But they sure did. They didn't even mess with it. And the only one I sent it to was – actually, I'm sorry. I think I sent it to the attorney general of the state, and I sent it to the uh, state police, uh, the main uh, head guy of the state police there. So what I'm getting at is I didn't use any statutes. I didn't use any codes. I didn't use any constitution. I didn't use any of that. I just used what was God, what God said. That was it. Then I've done it over and over with other things. And I'm telling you, people say, oh, they don't follow the law. They don't. Follow. Yes, they do follow the law. They follow their law very well. And like Brian was saying, they can change it at any time. So they do. But they're following it. And they do follow God's law. Believe me, they follow God's law. And again, I'll agree with Brian. That's why they're trying to, to get rid of it, because they know that if they can get you to not believe and not know who you are, then they've got it in the bag. But if you don't believe them and you do believe in who you are, they're kind of stuck. 
at that point. And these are, this is a spiritual war, what's going on. And these guys know that there are certain things that are off limits, okay, and that's God's. And they don't like it, but they also know that they have to abide by that. And I know this from a spiritual perspective. I mean, I've been attacked by many dark entities many, many times, you know, um, and I've, I've had to be protected and I've had to protect myself and, you know, do certain prayers and rituals and things like that um, because it is a spiritual war. And when you are carrying the light, they know that light shines in that other realm, like very brightly. So they, they you're attracted, they attract to you, these dark entities, and they try to take you out. They try to take you out with things you're not even looking at. Anything to distract you from your, your path of light, from shining that light, they will do. So it's very powerful stuff. And if you can read between the lines, that's where we're going with things. I mean, that's where we need to go. I mean, we, we all do. You're not the fiction. You know, it's very easy, in my opinion, to prove that there is a fiction. All you have to do is give them the birth certificate file number. Okay, the name and the file number. That's it. Here you go. Uh, th- there's the entity right there. You know, it's created. There's the file number. Oh, here's the account. Look at this account here. It's got an account number. And everybody knows if you look on the back of your social security uh, card and you get the letter off the back that you know where your account is held. It's held in that Federal Reserve branch, which is, uh, you know, designated by that, by that letter, right? So uh, like letter G is Chicago, the Federal Reserve of Chicago. That's where your account is held. Everybody's made it such a big mystery about the Sestaki Trust and tapping it and all that. You know, it's not for us to tap, man. I mean, that's that's all their game. That's all their shit. What is ours is to say, we don't want you touching any of our stuff anymore um, in, in, in joinder to that thing. You no longer have a right to it. We're canceling all the contracts. We're canceling the Social Security. It's done. Shut it down. Nobody else is allowed to to touch it. Now, if you look up closed account in Black's Law Force, it will tell you that a closed account is closed in the public and open on the private side for set off. So just because you close that public side um, account doesn't mean that that backside is still not open. The only way to that account, in my opinion, from my experience, is through probate. Why? What does probate deal with? I mean, come on. It deals with trusts, wills, dead people, taxes, children, I mean, all the things the Vatican does, you know, it's all right there. It's all through the probate. So you're in probate or your entity is in probate from the day you're born, right? When they do that certificate, when that registration is is filed. How do you know it's in probate? Because the registrar recorded it. What does probate really mean? If you look at the definition of probate, it really means to witness. So they're just witnessing that this event took place and then you abandon it and they go, okay, well, since it's abandoned, we need somebody to come in here and administrate this thing and take the hit for it as the, as the surety, the insurance. Well, that's you because you keep admitting to it. So my experience is we, we always want to change that role around and that's what we do, change that role around. Okay. But again, that takes place through a higher law. It does not take place through statutory law. It just simply doesn't. And, if a group of people would do this in a, in a unified way, and I've been saying this for years, and my idea with having people do uh, similar paperwork was so that everybody is uniform, so we could move in one uniform group. Now, when I say paperwork, let's not get caught up, okay? I'm not a believer in paperwork does anything for you. The only paperwork I really truly believe in are declarations of this is who I am, and I've got witnesses to that. No one else alive in this room, so they can't prove it, you know. And if someone is – or disprove it. If someone is alive and can disprove it, fine, have them step up. But that will never happen. That's why it's so powerful. So I don't get into a whole lot of, you know, UCC filings and all that. Have I done it? Yeah, I've done it to some degree. But I never quite felt that it was really all worth it. And I've proven over and over again that you don't need that shit to have them get off your back. You know, it, it just, I have an example. People know they've heard the, the video of a guy that I helped that, you know, he had a driver's license still. And we walked him right through court. Judge even smiled and gave him a wink. You know, good job. I mean, walked him right out of there. No charges, no nothing. And he had a driver's license. 
So, you know, we get caught up in, oh, the contract, the contract. True, I agree. There's a contract there. True, I agree that when you fill it out, you obviously have uh, submitted yourself to the jurisdiction. But when you use the proper positioning and you handle yourself right from the beginning of the incident, which this man did, you can actually walk right through it. And, you know, it had nothing to do with statutory law. We did not use any statutory law. So that's the bigger picture here, man, is we got to stop believing that these guys, their laws have any authority or that we need their permission to be exempt from their shit because we don't. We don't need their permission. You using their statutes and codes and constitutions, you're just looking for them to give you permission, which is saying, I agree, you have authority. Please grace me with your exemption, master. You know, screw that. You're not going to grace me with anything. I'm going to tell you how this is going to be. Like, this is going to go down like this because my master is God and I don't serve two masters. So if you can prove to me that you've got more authority than God over what is God, fine. We can talk about that. Let's look at the contract. Where'd you get it from? Did God sign it? You know, I, that's pretty much a dead ringer. Um, so that's, that's kind of where things are going. And I know a lot of people disagree with it. I mean, people on Facebook, they, they disagree. They want to argue. They want to show their legal prowess. Hey, knock yourself out, man. And in five years, when you're done being beat up and thrown under the bus and drugged behind the the car, you know, come on over. We're glad to, we're glad to have you. (laughs) So we, um, uh, Brian, do we want to take any questions or anything, or do we want to elaborate on that? Yeah, we could take some questions. Um, you know, <clears throat> and I'll say uh, before I open it up, <clears throat> if, if people want to, like, raise their hand, I think, um, I can't remember what it is, it's star five or whatever, or I'll mention something in chat, and that way I can get to you. Um, but, but I want to say as well, uh, you know, I, I believe I heard you several days ago talk about sovereignty as well, and I've had my own questions and struggles regarding sovereignty until I really looked into um, Susantry. And Susantry, it covers how sovereignty works. And, you know, I've, I've heard some people talk about, well, it's bottom line, either you're sovereign or you're not. And, you know, at the same time, we know that ultimately there is only one sovereign, <clears throat> and I would agree with that. Uh, but with Susan Tree, you're going to find that there is levels to it. Just like in the military, there's levels of officers. It kind of works the same way. Um, just to briefly explain uh, Susan Tree to you, um, within the county, the county commissioners or the mayor are sovereign of that area. But when it comes to the state, there's a higher level. And there's the sovereign of the state. There's the governor. Uh, But though then, above him, it gets even broader. And so it goes in layers like that. Um, And at the same time, as far as, you know, I've had my experiences dealing with the person uh, versus dealing with the man. And one of the first things I started doing when I after you know getting into learning looking down all the rabbit holes i sat back and looked at okay who's bringing forward this information where are they at today um most of the stuff was coming from i would i would say probably like the uh, patriot movement type of thing maybe the tax protesting the right to travel all those kind of things and nobody really seemed like they're making any headway and so I, I tried to find well, where are they getting their information from. Well, a lot of it was just kind of being kind of in a way dreamt up according to the way they thought things should work. So I decided instead of listening to the way other people thought things should work, I would listen to the people that were actually manning the gears. Um, I would listen to and people would say, oh, they, well, they lied to you. Okay, but they don't lie to each other. You can go in and you can listen to judges and attorneys talk amongst themselves. They have training videos with each other. You can go and listen to that. Uh, Just as good and even maybe better is pay attention if you do go to court. And in fact, if you've got a day and you're like, well, what should I do today? Should I go to the beach? Should I go play putt-putt? Well, you know what? Why don't you do something beneficial to yourself? 
uh, march your little happy butt down to the courthouse and sit and listen to some court cases. You're going to hear stuff come forward that, you know, only with people with ears to hear, eyes to see, are going to be able to pay attention to. Um, I was paying attention to one such case where it was a guardianship situation. And the people, the family members, wanted a guardianship for a loved one changed because it was in the hands of a court-appointed um, guardian who happened to be an attorney. And they wanted it changed from the attorney to back to one of the family members. And so the judicial officer, the administrator, the judge says to them, says, well, tell me about this person. Pay attention to these words, okay? She said, the judge said, tell me about this person. And they said, well, you know, Susie loves having friends over. Um, uh, they like going to movies and going out to eat. Um, she goes over to other friends' homes, and, and they do, like, homework together and stuff. And the judge kind of cut them off midstream and said, well, well stop, hold on. She said, I don't care, and neither does the court care about the individual. We only care about the person. And to better understand that, you, you have to understand how guardianships are set up. Um, there is, just like you do taxes every spring, um, when the birthday of the guardianship comes around, uh, you have paperwork that has to be filled out on that individual and on the person. Those, and they're in two sets of paperwork. One set deals with their social life. Where do they work? That kind of thing. How is their health? Okay. There's that set of paperwork. The second set of paperwork deals with the person. It deals with what do they own? What are the things that they own valued at? What income do they have? Where does that income come in from? And you have to write all that down week by week, what has occurred. And then you have to bring the totals over. And then you have to do your debits and credits against what is owned and the value that's gone down and come up with a new number declaring what the person is worth. That's what the judge wanted to hear about. They only cared about the person. They did not care about the individual. They didn't care about the man or woman. <clears throat> and I remember when the uh, judge said that, I looked around the courtroom and everybody's heads were nodding up and down in agreement. And I'm thinking, you idiots, you don't even know what the judge just said. She just told you there is a difference. There's a difference. She just dropped a big bombshell on all you guys. And all you guys can do is sit there and obediently agree like you know what you just heard when you have absolutely no clue. Uh, but anyway, that, yep. that was an eye-opening. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how this whole thing operates, and we know that, right? So. That's where we're going is separating from the person. And, and you know, uh, speaking of the exodus, when you separate from that person and you separate from, from Rome, you're able to exit the system, so to speak. You know, and you know what's funny, Bright? A lot of people think, um, you know, exiting the system is living on a mountain and, you know, chewing on pine cones for the rest of your life and living in a tent, you know, um, or you have to, you know, leave the country or something like that. But that's not it. I mean, you can exit the system and stay right where you are. You know, the system is fiction and the whole entire thing is built on persons, you know? So the more we learn how, what is real, the more we can separate and stay right where we are and still exit the system, so to speak, you know, and, and that comes with daily practice stuff, man. So like I put my two rules of thumb up the other day on Facebook, you know, and then I have, other rules of thumb, like how I use, you know, the mailbox and the addresses and stuff. I mean, there's, there's little intricacies, little things that you have to do to stay out of their, their, uh, their, their yard, you know? Um, but it is, it's all about persons, man. It's all about fiction. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't play in their, you can't play in their um, sandbox. That's what it really comes down to. No, you and, and so you know, when you stop and think about, you know, the paperwork regarding the person when it comes to finances and things like that, should that really be out in the public or should that really not be held privately? It may be a trust relationship or something like that. That's where it really mm -hmm. should be at. If you are going to hold, if you're going to hold that information in their realm, in their system, 
and use the, their um, associations in order uh, to take care of those fiduciary duties, then guess what? Of course, they have a right to it and a right to know and a right to look mm -hmm. into it and a right to dictate how it's taken care of. So uh, guess what? Maybe a clue might be to move it out of that realm into another realm. Just a thought. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and when you, when you take control of that um, from a particular position, uh, yes, you can actually order them what to do. And that's what I've done in these several cases throughout this past year or two is just ordered them what to do. And it magically gets done. They act like it didn't, like your paperwork's gobbledygook and this and that. But awfully interesting how the case just disappears and they don't want to press charges anymore. And, you know, things get zeroed out and all this stuff. Very interesting how that happens. But yet the paperwork meant nothing. <laughs> you know, what you said in that document meant nothing. Okay. <laughs> but all of a sudden, everybody's free to go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, man, it's got to stop playing in their world, man. We got to stop playing in their world. It's, it's their world, and they're going to dictate the way they want to over there. And they can. That's, that's their thing. But we got to let go of the fact that we need them to do anything. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and use their principles. I mean, I've mentioned before, uh, what does Matthew 14 says? It says, go quickly to your brother. And so when I've had incidents arrive long before I knew any of the stuff we're talking about tonight or anything I've studied the past four years, 10 years ago, or actually it was more, I was in a situation, but I knew the basic principles. So what did I do? I went quickly to my brother. I marched my happy butt down to the prosecutor's office unannounced. I walked in, sat down at her desk and said, this is my name. This is the case. Here's what's going on. This is what I'm going to do. What do you say? And she said, Goodbye. Don't worry about anything. It, you know, it, so using those principles is huge. Uh, we've got uh, Keith's got his Absolutely. hand up. As a matter of fact, so we'll jump over to Keith and uh, and see what he has to say regarding this. If he has any questions about what's being done, uh, Keith, I think your line should be open. Could be wrong. Uh, okay, now it's open. At least on this end. Okay. Um, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, um, your input there, brother. That's uh, an eye opener for everybody, I hope. Everybody and I wanted to expand on that because you mentioned the part about you, you are your own court. When we go to these places, <laughs> if we're going to go into that court, like I've professed many times, don't go in by yourself. Bring your entourage, your peers, those that are of like mind. This is your court. The presence of the body cures the air in the name. And the more bodies, it's just like mama said. Two heads is better than one. So that being said, um, I also want to point out you are, in fact, in that presence, as he explained as well, operating as your own banker. You're conducting your own banking affairs and telling them what to do. This is how it works. This is the operational law. I comprehend it well. Uh, well, and if you all comprehend, all banks operate as trust companies. So when we do learn how to do this without going into court, we do it because we comprehend the postal trust. This is your plenipotentiary postal powers where you are your own postmaster. You convey your private conveyances for, with a local postmaster, and he operates between yourself, your port, and the other port, creating or establishing the final trust of the operation of trust, banking, okay? That is the treasury postal master. Once you learn yeah, that process... If I could just say that's what registered mail, that's why registered mail is so important. But go ahead, man. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we've established a way of using homemade stamps as opposed to United States stamps under 18 U.S.C. 8 or canceled stamps. Because the stamp, when operated correctly, signed at the 45-degree angle in blue ink, and then dated and thumbprinted, 
that's your actual <laughs> lawful contract through that trust operation. The bank won't, the, the, uh, the post office, which is also a bank and a court as well. Remember this, people. It's mirrored throughout all jurisdictions. You have that same power that they do. And they operate as a bank. And this is where the postal treasury or treasury postmaster is. That's at the Department of the Treasury. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Been there. And, and he's right about what he's saying. Absolutely. Automatic setup by operation of law, if you know that trust. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you know, and hopefully what's really being worked on is to give maybe a little better of an idea is that hopefully in the very near future a lot of these types of systems are going to be meaningless they're really not going to mean anything to us um because we're, we're going to be operating at, at a different level it's really what it comes down to and uh we have the authority to do that that's been granted it, it can be found even in their paperwork it's listed even in their stuff it's recognized even in the United Nations, it's recognized. The problem is that people have not made use of it. Um, it kind of one way of looking at it is listening to what Benjamin Franklin said when he said, well, we create a republic if you can keep it. It meant you have something to do. Unfortunately, nobody wanted to do anything. They wanted to sit on their duff and turn their power of attorney over uh, to legislatures to legislate and rule their life and decide that they have to wear a mask and in the future uh, get a COVID shot in order to go to work. That's the way it's going to be turning out. And so, you know, what's being looked at today um, is of immediate importance in my viewpoint. And absolutely. We need our own, you know, we, we need our own systems, you know, that are private outside of their, their realm. That's the whole point. Govern yourself. No, govern yourself. Absolutely. That's, that's well, we we have. Yep. Absolutely. We have the right of self determination. You you can go through. You know. Um. I believe. Um, the UDHR, uh, human rights in the UN. If you read that document, I I think it's like the first or second paragraph. The right of self determination is noticed. It, it and it's stated many times in many of their documents, and. Um, the problem is, is that nobody's taking advantage of it. You have to create the law, not create the law. You have to decide the law you are going to follow. If you don't decide, like I've said many times, if you don't choose, it'll be chosen for you. And you're not going to like the result of that. And that's what's occurred today. Well, it's time right now, at present. In fact, yesterday was too late that the decision is made as to what law we're going to follow. But when you were talking, Robert, earlier, it reminded me of uh, when I did my declaration. And one of my exhibits to it was in reference to my law. And my exhibit was a photocopy of the front of the 1611 King James Bible. Um, I'm not quite as strong on the King James as I might have been at that time. But at least that was giving them an idea that, you know what? I've made my decision. Most people haven't. Most people are operating under presumption of law, which means the law gets to presume who you're following until you come forward and state it. That's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And there's only one law that they're going to look at that's superior to theirs, and that's God's law. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if they want to say that they're one nation under God, okay, we'll use that. Even though they don't tell us what God it is, <laughs> right. they may say yeah. God, but God's generic, all right? So they may say one nation under God. Oh, you want to say that? Okay, cool. We'll run with that. <laughs> right, exactly. Meanwhile, you know, you're worshiping another idol, which is against God's law, right? Because you're worshiping the, the flag and the patriotism and the nation, you know? Well, that's not where it's at. <laughs> You know, it's serving two masters. Yeah. Well, when they spoke of 
the laws of nature and nature's God, I don't think they were talking about the same God that the Southern Baptists are talking about. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay, where were we at? Uh, we're at the 45-minute mark here, so this was pretty quick. Um, is there anything else, Robert, I guess, that uh, we could tell anybody um, other than, I mean, stay tuned? <laughs> Um, but when yeah, we say, when I say, content. yeah, when I say stay tuned, uh, I don't want people to roll their eyes and go, okay, maybe a year from now, maybe we're going to hear something. No, let me tell you something. There's things being worked on currently to happen expeditiously as fast as possible, just to let people know that. Yeah, it is. And we are, uh, once we do have things in order, you know, just like Brian said, stay tuned, you know, it's going to be open to everybody and it will move fast and we're expecting a lot of people. So, um, you know, we're keeping that in mind as we go forward in, in what we're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. Just keep looking and, you know, we'll be putting our stuff out there and everything that Brian and I pretty much are, you know, putting out there on our posts and stuff is all in alignment with what we're doing. So if you're following some of the things we're saying and doing, you'll understand like where things are going, um, you know, so please just, just hang in there um, and just start really feeling your power, man, who you are. Like you, you're the one in control. You're the one with the power here. You are the, the child of God. You are the, you know, the light of God and you are the heir to the kingdom of heaven. So if you keep, that in mind and you stand in that don't let these guys intimidate you and push you around doesn't mean you have to argue and fight with them either you know you just know who you are and remember two rules of thumb thumb you don't ever give them any information including your name and you don't ever sign anything i mean that's rule no matter how much they threaten you no matter how much they tell you they're going to leave you locked up for years they can't they physically cannot do that without your authorization so stop authorizing them to do it and uh, and just you know stand firm in that. Yeah, absolutely. You you can't you can't create uh, joiner with them or or let them force you to create joiner. Um, I remember when I nope. first started learning things, um, there was a problem with a neighbor across the way from where me and my girlfriend were, and at like three o'clock in the morning, two police officers showed up in our backyard, and I big had a big spotlight that shined down over our pond. And so I went outside to talk to them, see what they wanted. And the two of them kept trying to saddle around me to get me to move to where I was facing that spotlight so I couldn't really see them. And in noticing them do that, I just kind of took two steps back and said, you know what, guys? No joiner. Goodbye. And the male police officer said, I don't know what that means. And the female said, I know completely what that means. We will talk to you later, sir. And they left. And <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's as simple it, as that. It is. And like I was saying in my post the other day, remember, all you have to say is, I'm without counsel. I'm not answering any questions, period. That, that, that is stuff that they recognize as, as, you know, knuckleheaded as some of these guys might be. They're taught that. Like, they know. If you don't have counsel, they cannot force you to go forward. The only way they get information out of you is by intimidation, and you offer it up. You don't owe them anything ever, never. You know, there's no law that says you have to give information and create that. Because just like Brian said, the whole reason they're getting information is to create joinder between you and the name, you know. So, you know, when your name is that, even if they pull your ID out, you know, like, like the guy who was helping, he did a great job. They said, is that you? Is that your name? He said, no, that's the estate name. No, that's the estate. It's not me. Is this your ID? No, it belongs to the estate. Everything belongs to the estate. It doesn't belong to you. What's your name? Well, that's none of your business. I can't answer any questions without counsel. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple, you know? And like Brian said, tell him, I'm not creating any joinder. Sorry, you know, can't do that today. And you watch, man, how, you know, yeah, they'll get upset, but you watch how fast that thing dissolves because they know they can't get you to budge. Absolutely. So and I was just say it can be done. I want people to know it can be done. They don't. I think they don't hear testimony of that enough. And here's a situation that I've not spoken about on this podcast. But um, 
I gave someone a about a 45 minute ride somewhere one day and it was near where I worked at and their boyfriend I will say um, was wanted for a very very serious capital crime in fact it was a I'll just say a triple capital crime put it that way uh, and some involvement in it and uh, so that's who they were looking for and after I dropped her off at her apartment I went a few miles away to where I worked at and as soon as I left that complex I noticed several cars in the far background behind me quickly gaining on me and I recognized them as uh, law enforcement vehicles and as they got right on me I changed lanes hit the brakes took a hard right into the back way of my employment kind of ditching them momentarily um, got into the parking lot where I was at and you know for people that think they don't have license plate readers hello yeah they do I've proved it in another situation as well but while I was there at the parking lot uh, multiple cars converged on me and they all took turns interrogating me uh, back and it was funny it was like an alternating flip-flop flip-flop good cop back up good cop back up one by one each of them would come to me and play their own role and yeah. there were threats of Oh, you're on your way into work? Well, you're not going to have a job anymore. We'll make sure you no longer have a job. Do you know what this guy is wanted for? Um, I'm like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Um, well, <clears throat> I hope you live close to here because we're going to have your vehicle towed and impounded right now. And you're not going to have a job anymore. I mean, you name the threats, they gave me the threats. And... Anybody else? I guarantee you would have buckled. I, I, you know, I see people post to tactical sovereignty, saying, "What do I do in this situation or that situation?" And it seems like the majority of the time, people are just bowing to idle threats, such as, "You can't enter into the store. We require a mask." Oh, you do? Good for you. I'm very glad that you do. Who told you that? Oh, my boss. Good. Then you should listen to your boss and wear a mask when you come into work and keep walking in. If they insist any further, you say. I'm sorry, I can't. Past that point, they can no longer legally ask any more questions, okay? But aside from that, they will push and push as hard as they can to get you to give up, whether it's your information or information on someone else, like in the situation I was in. And I'll tell you what, this went on for probably 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, I did end up being late for work. Yeah, everybody looked at me sideways when I walked in because there had been... 10 cars surrounding me with multiple officers interrogating me. Um, did they get any information out of me? No, they got zero information out of me. Um, did I know they would get who they were looking for in the long run? Yeah, I knew that. And three or four hours later, they did. I mean, the funny thing is, is they told me, they said, well, we've been watching you all day. And right there, I was like, okay, you're flipping lying, because if you were watching me all day, you would realize I just had lunch with the gentleman you're looking for about two hours ago. Uh, so, But see, if you would <laughs> give them information, they would have pinned you as him all day long. They don't care. As, as long as right. they can you know, get somebody, that's all they want is to apply charges. And yeah. if I had also if I had given information, potentially, they could have turned around and said, well, what about all those things you had said earlier? You were lying to officers. You're under arrest. Mm -hmm. You know, so people have to, you know, you got to use your head. You got to think smarter. To me, that's what it's all about. It's about thinking smarter. And it's really that simple. And, and not um, being afraid. You know, you got to not, you got to be, got to not be afraid, man. These people have no more authority and power over you than you give them. And, and the well, one thing they can't stand is when you're not rattled, you know, as yeah. when I had the FBI jump out on me, I mean, big dude, man, big, big black guy jump out on me, yelling at me. 
I almost spit my coffee. I laughed at him. I'm like, dude, you realize how ridiculous you look. Like, I'm here in the morning. I'm, you know, I say hi to the officers. I'm smiling. You jump out the door. You gonna act like you're gonna you're gonna kill me. Then he tells me I have a bad attitude. I laughed. I said, I'm the nice guy here. Look at you. And they hate that. He was irate because I didn't, you know, cower in front of his three letter badge. You know, so they don't have any, and they couldn't get anything out of me. They wanted to interrogate me. I said, no, thank you. No, I'm not partaking in that. Nope, I'm not answering any questions. No, thank you. <laughs> and there was nothing they could do. They couldn't force me, you know. So anyway, you're you're absolutely right, man. You got to be, you know, you got to stand your ground. Well, you know, Robert, you said earlier you were talking about knowing who you are. And I think it's funny that you brought that up because on every single one of these calls, at some point through it or at the end, I always tell people, if you really want to learn, you really want to get started you need to learn who you really are where you're really at and where you're really from because you've been deceived on all of those things those are the things you've got to know those are the things that are important and like robert said you can't be rattled i hear people talk so tough but when it comes right down to it in a situation you know they crumble like a house of cards and you can't do that if 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 you know who you are where you're from if you know who put you here? If you know who sanctified you in the womb, you will not be rattled. You'll laugh at them and say, you know what, guys, do what you need to. Maybe I'll get a three-day vacation, whatever. But no, we won't be rattled. And, you know, what I'm sharing with you, what Robert is sharing with you, I don't want people to listen to this stuff and say, oh, wait a minute. If that's what leaving Babylon is going to bring us, no, that's not the case. These are things that seeking the road out of Egypt has brought to us. This is what seeking the Exodus has led us to. And what is being established is being something that will prevent other people from ever, ever having to go through these circumstances. I'm glad you said that, Brian, because uh, that is a major sticking point. The reason we're doing what we're doing is so that we can act as a group and we can protect as a group. So it's because I was, I think I was alluding to it earlier, but, but kind of got off topic. You know, we know that people aren't going to be able to do this and stand up for themselves and all that. So we may have a very basic protocol that we ask people to stick to, right? Which is the, and it's going to be no information, no signature, but you know, we may also have lines of communication open where your council will be there okay whether you know they might not be there at that particular instance but you will have counsel okay and we even have you know um it's not just me and brian there's a group okay and and it, there's even uh, attorneys involved and there will be more attorneys involved who know what's going on they're tired of it they want out of babylon too and they see and they said you know what we're going to keep our bar card for right now because we'll fight them on both fronts you know we'll support you guys on, on the back side, and then if anything comes up, we'll support you on the front end. And I know a lot of people that uh, – so many poo people poo-poo attorneys. you got to remember there's attorneys out there that just do business stuff. They don't, they don't take people into court. I mean there's – we have the most attorneys in the world, and some of these guys know what's going on, you know, and they don't like it, and they want out. But think about it. If, right now, if you had your entire world built on – you know, your family is surviving by what you're bringing in the door and what you're bringing in the door comes from you being a corporate attorney. You know, you're not just going to jump out of that because you, you think that, you know, uh, you're, you're one of the, the British registry, you know, uh, agents. I mean, I know these guys, they know this stuff and they don't want to be part of it, but it's good to have them there because when that other side comes knocking, if they don't back off, you can have someone represent the group. They don't have to represent you in their attorney capacity, okay? But the fact that they have that Juris Doctorate behind them is going to scare the other side. So it's more for um, aesthetics, you know? It's more for, for the look of it than it is for actual application, if that makes sense. But what I'm getting at is we're a team, and you can't knock some of these people who also want to get out of Babylon. I mean, they, they want out too. 
So we have to be open to everybody. And I'm a very good judge of character. And I, I mean, these guys I've known for, for years now. It's not like I just met them yesterday. Um, and we're, our, the whole idea is to create a protective mechanism for the group that's, that's joining together so that everybody doesn't have to go out there and fight these battles and be intimidated and all this stuff. That's really what, what the big picture is. Now, I hope I didn't, you know, turn anybody off by the attorney thing, but you have to understand they're people too, and they do have hearts. And I'm going to say it's a very limited few because I've dealt with hundreds, literally, of attorneys, okay, and the stuff that I've done um, that were on the same team, allegedly, and they're just, they're not. They're very arrogant, you know, they're status quo. I get it. Trust me. There's, there's way more of those out there than the ones that want out, but there are a few good gems. And they and, you know, some of these guys are excellent litigators on that side of the fence. That's not our side of the fence. Our side of the fence is away from all that. They know that. So anyway, I just wanted to add that in there as well. Yeah, let me elaborate on that as well, Robert, because I know people will hear the term attorney and, oh, my God, they're, you know, sworn to the crown and, da, da, and they're going to, you know, recite all this patriot stuff that they have no evidence of by the way. Um, but, and granted, yeah, I have been in the same exact situation where I thought, for instance, uh, one attorney, I really considered a friend until I stood around the corner and listened to him speak to another attorney. And I was like, oh, my God, OMG. <laughs> There's the OMG. I was like, wow. Yeah. And, it, you know, but the, what I have heard from the people around us and, you know, when you refer to attorneys, um, there's two main points that really struck me that I've heard. And that is, number one, they, their eyes have been awoken. The scales have fallen off. They, you know, I heard the other day scripture referred to better than most people could reference scripture. I, I was really surprised. And this gentleman said, the thing that sucked to me was, you know, not just wanting out of Babylon, but he said, now I fully realize my purpose for becoming an attorney was for something like this. Mm -hmm. And and not to quash it, not, not to be a fifth column and destroy it, but to be the assistance and to be the real counsel that would be needed because granted it is necessary it is very necessary i don't know how many times i have heard people say oh if we could just find one or two good attorneys that know the things that we know that could assist us we could get so much further ahead okay well those people i've heard say that guess what that's been found so <laughs> Don't you, don't you damn well poo-poo it now, okay? Because you said it first. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it is amazing when, when you meet these people and, and you hear that and you're like, wow, this guy or this gal really is genuine. Like, they're genuine. And, and you know what? You can tell the ones that really are because, number one, they don't back down from, like, I now have a relationship, so I understand that, you know, their background. They don't back down from judges. They don't you know, cower because, oh, the judge is having lunch with me tomorrow. And they don't get into the status quo. They're not into the money. They don't drive around in Mercedes and Lexuses and all that and get into the, the uh, mystique and the, you know, uh, the status of an attorney. They don't do that. That's how you can tell the ones that are really genuine. And they're very, very few and far between. I, I agree. But like Brian said, we all have said, man, if I could just find that one. Well, we have. So, you know, and uh, we're glad to have them on our team big time. Well, you know, uh, I guess we're going to close out. And I just want to let people know um, this isn't the last you're going to hear of this. This is only the first you're hearing of this. And as things move forward, um, you will be hearing more and more. Uh, we will be laying it out for you, uh, how you can jump in. Promise you, it will be provided. Um, there's a don't want to speak out of school there's going to be a website coming up that will assist people um and also at the same time uh robert michael as john vincent valor on facebook uh he's also at um 
Truth and Trust private, on Facebook. Uh, private private estate trust.org, yeah, and the Truth and Trust um, right. uh, page, yeah. Uh, he, he, he does uh, live Facebooks as well. Um, a few of those have been posted over time in Tackle Sovereignty. I'd recommend people go and check those out. Uh, hit the follow button because you're going to want to listen to the info that's coming out and what he's letting people know and what we're saying because like he said we're kind of telling you what's happening okay uh, we can't we're not we can't give you the piece of paper to sign on a dotted line or anything like that right now not, not really even close quite yet to it but um for those at the eyes to see and ears to hear if you pay attention you're gonna be able to wrap your mind around it um robert thank you brother Thank you, too, man. I appreciate it, Brian, and I look forward to, you know, working with you, of course, man. I love you. love what you're doing, man. I always have, and uh, I appreciate you, man. And, and I want to thank everybody else, thank everybody for listening, too, man. Lots of love for everybody. Absolutely. Man, thank you for being here, guys. You know, I, I know this is kind of a lot to wrap your mind around, um, maybe more from the standpoint from me or from Robert because we know a little bit more about what's happening, but this is the day and age that this is really needed more than ever. And think of some basic maxims of how things have happened through the centuries. Different societies have risen and fallen, uh, but there's some that have never fallen. Keep that in mind. Everybody be blessed, and like I would say, you know, you better figure out who you are, where you're from, and where you're really at. Otherwise, you're going to remain in the land of the walking dead. <laughs> yeah, that's truth there, man. <laughs> good night, guys. All right, good night, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, look forward to it, bro. Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.